podcast. The Bond Experience. James Bond Radio. Being James Bond. Since their inception decades ago, they have offered an endless flow of shows of all sorts to entertain, educate, challenge and comfort. Podcasters have an incredible gift to deliver a quality product that engages their audiences while showing respect towards their competitors and listenership. This is equally true of James Bond-themed podcasts. The Double O Files on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast from Taylor's with Love. There are some out there, however, who would have people believe that such shows were not created equally, but rather possess extra quality that makes them superior to others, even superior to their own listeners. This line of thought will only lead to further strife, and conflict is, sadly, no stranger to mankind. For the evolution of podcasts to bear fruit, we must do better than that. And it begins by discussing the James Bond phenomenon from Fleming to films and everything in between. Welcome to the James Bond Complex. My name is Kurt Wagner, but in the circus they called me the Great Nightcrawler. <laughs> the podcast where we discuss everything about James Bond, Fleming to films, and everything in between, including people who are apparently invisible, in, invisible, invincible rather. Excuse me, my English is not very good. I'm from Germany. Scheiße. Uh, my name is Kurt. My name is Magneto. Very impressive, Mr. Magneto. <laughs> I have uh, last week you you listen to the boys talk about X1. Uh, this week we talk about X2, X United. Uh, <laughs> speak is it English? <laughs> yes, I do. Ish, uh, this ish. is this is Matt. Uh, uh, Matt Nito is gone. Uh, I'm Edgar. Bub. <laughs> So we're back with uh, more Marvel mutants. Uh. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Well, this one is very apropos. I mean, last week it was Famke, Halley, and Michael Kamen. Michael's no longer with us, but now we have uh, Alan Cumming, who is uh, Boris in, in GoldenEye. So, uh, and, and, of course, Famke Jensen and Halle Berry are back as well. So we still got three important pieces from the James Bond universe that are back in X-Men 2. So we figured... Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. I'm 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 happy. I mean, uh, again, it's a movie I hadn't watched in years. Uh, this was my go-to X-Men movie for a couple of years, but eventually, I grew disinterested with that franchise and I stopped watching those first two uh, X-Men movie. The the third one is the one that I only saw once, mm. and the 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 what's it? the fourth one is. Wolverine Origins, hmm. and then the fifth one is First Class. I think so. First Class is is one that because it, it it takes place in the sixties and has a strong strong 
007 vibe. Eventually, I'd be up mm. for a visit, but this one has technically three bomb people. So, yeah. like you said, it's it's legit. X Men First Class also has the best X Men uniforms in the series. Yes, by far, by far, <laughs> easily. That's what we want in the MCU: something that looks like that. Um, yeah. So X Two X United. Uh, Three years after the first X-Men movie, directed by Brian Singer. I think most of the screenwriters are back. Um, and But a, and a, a much larger cast were introduced. Mm-hmm. Some characters who weren't very prominent in the first one are more prominent this time, like Bobby. Uh, some characters who we barely saw at all. Yeah, and, and uh, we have returning characters. And it's, it's a bigger movie. Uh, the score is completely different now. I remember last week I, I, I heaped praise on Michael Kamen, and, and I do dearly love that score. I find it's maybe a little bit more nuanced. Here, it's John Ottman, I think. We have John um, Ottman, and we go all out. This this one has an X-Men theme. You know? Eventually, well, I think he, he still works with Brian Singer. Uh, he did the music for Superman Returns, and... Uh, I think most of his uh, oeuvre, except for the... I think he worked with Ottman also for the usual sus- suspects, if I'm correct. Mm, yeah. But yeah, the, now we we have uh, much more heroic... Uh, yeah. Yeah. X-Men theme, like, which I can't own a bar of, but I know that if mm. I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's X2. There's that too. If you like children's cartoons, I like children's cartoons. So yes, it's obviously the the scope is much bigger. The actually the stakes are not bigger because the stakes in the first one were pretty damn huge. There's maybe a slight. There's a twist on the stakes before they revert to the stakes of the first one. It's it's pretty much the plot. They, they took the plot of the the, the first one. They, they they extracted from the first one. They shook it a little bit to to, mm. to, to, to remove the excess, and then they planted it in a fresh like uh, sort of petri dish to grow another film. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about X two? Well, there are many things about interesting about X two. Is certainly the opening. You know, uh, whereas the first film I wonder how much Singer directed that sequence because he's not like he's not an action movie director and this feels like second unit could be I mean it might have been Singer's idea and he handed it over to his second unit crew uh, but it's it's a, it's the opening scene of X2 certainly indicates that although we're in the same universe because there's, there's a mutant attack at the White House <laughs> Uh, it's we're gonna get a slightly different tone. This is a little bit bigger. It's a little bit flashier. It's a little bit more comic booky to mm-hmm. borrow a tired expression. It feels more, co- and the whole movie, which I think is very very good. Um, what I'm about to say is not a criticism or negative criticism, but the movie does feel more comic booky than the first one, and it's a heck of an opening scene. It's very impressive. No, yeah, it's uh. It, it is showy. It is uh, the, the wire work is better, and the effects are uh, 
yeah, there were some R and D for for those effects back then. I know that the particles, like that, that's something that is still hard to do. But back mm-hmm. then, it was revolutionary the, the way they used the particles for the teleportation effects and the the, the camera because they, they they had like program camera. There's probably a ton of green screen that we're not seeing, but it's. Uh, he did pretty much the same sequence in Days of Future Past, like mm-hmm. something similar to that with teleportation. And mm-hmm. but this one is it, it's still exciting because you're in the White House. But this is I realized like this is three years after the first one, but two years after nine eleven. Am I mistaken saying that that's uh, this universe version of a nine eleven? sized event or is that the attack on uh, the failed attack on Ellis Island if if it's not the attack on Ellis Island what what would be the the attempt assassination on the president of the United States it's a bit of a loaded question I mean I don't know I mean it's an attack on on one person albeit technically the most important person in the country versus you know the plane I don't know it's a very hard I feel it's a little bit of an apples and oranges. Like I don't know how to answer that. Oh, there might no not be a good answer because, I mean, I, I it's you know what I might be able to answer it. It's probably just for the people that's they they heard about the first X Men movie and they're coming to watch the second one because they heard good things about the first one that they were bothered to watch the first one or people who haven't seen the first one since theaters and don't really remember it and they're like and they have to refresh their ideas so they're recreating sort of the conclusion of the first one which is like a ter- like mutant terrorist attack and the move in the first one and it fails and fails also and this one but it just to sort of it reintroduces the same idea that mutants are a threat uh x-men's uh, mutants are a threat and um y- you have to reintroduce this idea visually in a dramatic way in attack over the white house sort of feels like it's although we learn later in the movie that that's a whole manipulation ploy by colonel william striker there there are moments in the first one and, and moments in the second one where we would understand why mutants can and to an extent are a threat but i think the attack on the president at the opening of x2 if you haven't, if you've never seen the movie, you go like, "Oh my God, mutants are a threat!" But like an hour later, you're like, "Okay, like Nightcrawler never would have done. Somebody else might have done that." There's that yeah. red douchebag in in first class that is basically a red Nightcrawler. Night Nightcrawler. Oh, actually, I think uh, that that character is Nightcrawler's dad in the comics. Nope. I think um, makes sense. Um, like father, like son. And Mystique is Nightcrawler's mother. Well, not in this universe. Uh, who knows anymore? <laughs> in the comics, it is. Hmm. Well, maybe Nightcrawler crawled out of the womb from <laughs> from X One. <laughs> but it, it's a cool scene and uh, great makeup for that matter. Nightcrawler looks badass. You know, that's something I've always been a little bit because in 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 the comics, he's um furry. He's uh, this entire face is covered with fur, and he's he doesn't have these scars that the, they put on him. I think that the scars was trying to simulate the um, the, the fur that they're supposed to have. And scars simulating 
offer. I think that's their idea, man. I'm, I, I, I think it's actually documented. I'm not making this up. Oh, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing like, hold on now. It's making make him look a little stranger. And I'm like, scarification, that's kind of creepy. On Like, it's not... I wouldn't put scars, like, like self-mutilation scars on a hero character. That's that's something for a villain. Doesn't he do it for every scene that he's committed? Mm, oh, is, is that his archangel? That's, that's made up for the movie. I mean, he doesn't self-scarify. The archangel Gabriel. So, what are they? The angelic symbols passed on to mankind by the Archangel Gabriel. They're beautiful. How many do you have? One for every sin. So quite a few. You and Miss Gray are school teachers? Yes, at a school for people like us. But we can be safe. Safe from what? Everyone else. You know, outside of the circus, most people were afraid of me. But I didn't hate them. I pitied them. Do you know why? Because most people will never know anything beyond what they see with their own two eyes. Well, I gave up on pity a long time ago. Someone so beautiful should not be so angry. It's it, it's not from any comics. The he, like, the, the, his religious bent is, but he like self scarification is. It some religious sects allow it, or actually religious sects. Wow. Sects, sects. Oh, I like the first version more. Yeah, my mistake. Get biblical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some 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 uh, groups, religious groups, uh, 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 allow it or request it anyway. And but Nightcrawler is more like he's not biblical religious. He just mm. like he's he wants to be sort of a pastor or something and anyhow in the comics he's more like a like a wolfman he has like fur on his face kind of like beast but m more close cropped maybe i've only seen the i don't know maybe the versions i've seen in the comics were drawn in a way that i never clued in on the fact that it was a lot of that he was that hairy no he's, he's sort of like a uh, short hair, like a like a dog with short hair, mm -hmm. and I think they they said that at the time, like oh, we couldn't do that effects. But I'm, I've seen like people do decent dog boy makeup or wolfman. I'm dog like, boy. like the wolfman that came out in 2010. You could have done something akin to that. I'm like, it just went cheap. Just mm -hmm. let's face it, they they tr they they made that movie with more a little bit more money, but they they still have to like they. They've been trying to get Beast in those movies for two movies, and they, they had to come cut him out from two. And at one point, because I own I own that DVD, there are some sets that they use for X Men Two that were made to, to sort of do an expanded version of X Men One. Um, oh yeah, you mean 
because uh, at one point made for X two. Okay, I'll explain to you. Uh, when they made X Men two, Brian Singer was never satisfied with his cut of X Men one because there's a ton of of stuff that they planned to shoot, but because they they had some of um, some some budget restriction and the shortened post production. Uh, there's a sequence where uh, you would have a flashback how uh, Scott Summers first developed his powers. You know, you would have a like a flashback for all the characters. And initially, when he, he was allowed funds for, for to make X Men two, he was also supposed to shoot these sequences at the same time. So they built those sets, but as shooting took more and more time for X Men two. Those plans went away, okay. and there's uh, and you, it's on the commentary track. The scene where Mystique sort of uh, goes to, uh, to the bathroom to uh, pump some iron. Pump some iron. That set was actually a like uh, a bathroom set meant to be used to uh, showcase uh, Cyclops first getting his powers in the bathroom. Really? Yeah. Which is funny because Cyclops does even less in this film. So where would you have? Used it's in the them? first. That would have been in a special edition of X Men oh, One. Okay. There's uh, X Men. The DVD is X Men One Point Five. That okay. still came out, but it was meant like there's more bonus features on that DVD than there are on the original. There are brand new features, but that was meant to be an extended cut of X Men One with sequences shot during the shooting of X Men Two. Okay. Well, they took care of that in X Men Origins Wolverine. So it yeah, it's great. We don't. We don't need it. I I, I barely remember that picture, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, that this series goes downhill so fast. It's <laughs> shocking. Uh, it's like world is not enough, and then here's die another day. Mm -mm. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Somebody um, dropped a ball. But uh, yes. Yeah, so back to uh, and then we have another great introduction with some uh, or title sequence with special effects, and we go into the eye of. Cerebro, I think I said the war room last. It's not the Angel room, it's uh, Cerebro. Cerebro. Uh, and and I, I do like the, the little school trip to the museum. It's cute. It's, cu it's cute. I do like it. I do like it. And we get to sort of understand the dynamic between uh, Pyro, whose real name escapes me. John. 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 You don't, I don't think he has a last name. They just call him John. John. Where's John? John? John. Where's John? John Pyro. Uh, so John, Bobby, and, and Marie sort of have their little repartee between the three of them. They, they sort of make an interesting little trio. I like having them in this movie. They, they sort of push to the wayside once the stakes get really serious. But I like that their interaction with Wolverine. The, entire, the, the road trip they have with Wolverine, the, their interaction with Bobby's family, is, it's just... Mm. My favorite moments in the picture. Professor of art. <laughs> what do you teach? Art. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Next time you... Who the hell are you? Uh, Honey, aren't you supposed to be at school? Bobby, who is this guy? Uh, this is Professor Logan. There's something I need to tell you. So, uh, when did you first know you were a... A mutant? But you cut that out. You have to understand, we thought Bobby was going to a school for the gifted. Bobby is gifted. We know that. We just didn't realize we he was... We still love you, Bobby. It's just this mutant problem is a little... What mutant problem? Complicated. 
What exactly are you, Professor of, Mr. Logan? Art. <laughs> and Hugh, ja- Hugh Jackman is really coming into his, his own. N- not, not that visiting X1, there were no moments where I was like, oh, wow, yeah, he didn't really understand the character back then, and he's so different in the next one. Um, I don't think that's true, but... He buffed up. for Buffed up. Because yeah. in the first one, you see him in the cage, and that's the one of the last like later scenes that they shot. Because the first time they shot him without the shirt on, he's not he's not flubby, but he's not in the the and he quickly puts the X Men like sweatshirt on to hide his less than superheroic physique, mm. and they shot the uh, like I'm I'm a street fighter scene later on. And in in between those movies, like that's when like he blew up because he was mm. doing swordfish. Uh, mm. He did uh, stupid romantic comedy with uh, Meg Ryan okay. that nobody remembers. And uh, after one or before, like, almost at the same time, he was doing uh, Van Helsing. Like that's okay. when like Hugh Jackman was blowing up, and he became huge Jack. <laughs> he became huge Jackman. <laughs> He became a huge jacked man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great name. <laughs> but no, he, he's definitely bigger in, in this film. You can tell. And the physicality, he's very important. He, he, he somehow gets bigger as these movies go along, uh, muscle-wise. But uh, he, he's definitely much more fierce presence in this film. Uh, just, you know, the way he defends the, the students at the, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's at the school. You know, which <laughs> is... <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it when he does. That uh, stuff. I, I I loved it when I was in my early twenties. Today, I was just like, oh, you just you just, and, you just nah. really, oh, I still enjoyed it quite a bit. It's 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 a juvenile enjoyment, but I I, I know what you mean. But it's just like well, uh, in Let real life, you'd see a guy. No need to have claws. Just a guy in a fight starting to roar like an idiot. You're like, oh god. Well, what does he care? You you can. You can't really kill him. I don't know. I, I, I'm going I, to announce my pre. I'm at the end of the corridor, guys. I'm over here. No, I'm but it's 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 an attempt to intimidate, and I'm like, you just look like a buffoon. I don't think he looks like a buffoon. In the context in, in, of the movie, it's, he's presented as being a badass, but I'm. In I real life, you see yeah. you see somebody roaring. X-Men movie. I know, I know, but it's just like I don't, I don't, even, I don't even understand why you're making this comparison. I don't know. I, I, because I, in, in, in some of the comics, he's, I, there, there are comics, especially when he goes to Japan, they present him more like a samurai and he doesn't roar like an idiot all the time. I prefer my Wolverine, just not as, hmm. I'm there. I need to roar. No, just, just kill people. Just hmm. kill people. He's you very can, good at that. And uh, yeah, he's great. He, the, the fight scene is exciting, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a, he's he's much more ferocious than in the first one, but he has more to do. Like th- this this movie, everyone has more to do. Like the 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 the, the, the ladies drive the plane in the, this movie. When well, the yeah. plane has is has also like Wolverine's uh, hair grown. Like the plane is much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot bigger, actually. Oh, it's like got, a minivan now. They have more X-Men. So <laughs> we, need, we need a bigger plane. We're going to need a bigger plane. Um, well, even Storm gets a little bit more to Because she doesn't do... She's just like a a thing in, in the first movie. She doesn't do anything. She, in this one, she has that relationship, sort of borderline romantic. But not really, but she has that relationship with Kurt Wagner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a nice little relationship. They're two... They're, they're, 
just as Charles and Eric have a different philosophy about how to, uh, I guess, make the world a better place for their for their kind, for their own. You know, so too does Aurora. I keep saying Storm. I think Aurora. It's Aurora Munro. Uh, just, just as Eric and and what's his face have different. <laughs> so too do uh, Aurora. Aurora is a new all of our round. <laughs> Aurora and Kurt. Who Kurt said, oh, you know, have the faith. You know, it's very important to have the faith. A little bit to my surprise, Storm is like, oh, I'm at this school because I'm afraid of them, and I gave up on faith a long time ago. It's like, that's you're a student of Charles Xavier, and you gave up on faith a long time. Ago? I thought that was a little bit of a weird thing for her to say, but uh, again, sometimes the dialogue is sometimes it's a little bit like in the first one. In X2, sometimes it's really, really good, and you're like, wow, that is a great exchange. And sometimes it's like, ah, they didn't quite get it, you know. Uh, Yeah, there are things that are better in the second one, but some things are just as bad, and some of the dialogue is, eh, a little bit more buffing on this would have been better. Or a new draft, a new proofread. Uh, there, there have happens a few times in this movie where, uh, oh, but at the, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to the end of the movie, but when they go, when the X Men appear at the White House, and you know the president is like, you know, I don't take client kindly to threats. To which obviously Professor X says, "Don't worry, this is not a threat." And then just before they leave, Wolverine goes like, "We'll be watching." I'm like, "Wait a minute, you guys just said you weren't threatening <laughs> the president." Like, it feels like there's dialogue moments that were not proofread before they said, "That's good, cut, print." But um, but overall, it's you know, you know it's, we'll backtrack to the start of the movie. Um, so they go. To, oh, and uh, Jean Grey is uh, struggling with her power. So Famke is uh, mm. having some some issues. And uh, but Scott, Scott will never ever let anything bad happen to her until the end of the movie, at mm. least. Well, he can't help it though. Yeah, no, he can't. Even the great uh, Kurt Wagner, who in the circus was known as the great Nightcrawler, <laughs> can't. Uh, pretty badass though she's so she's holding back the water she's lifting the That's plane <laughs> and she's preventing nightcrawler from she's preventing nightcrawler from teleporting it's like wow and she's <laughs> sort of uh, using Pro- professor xavier to say some last and word she's speaking through her own mentor it's like badass it's too bad she's dead and we'll never see her again yes uh, but yes, so uh, the news, uh, while, while they're at the museum, news, uh, breaking news, the President of the United States is under attack by a mutant, which is terrible, terrible, terrible. But no one understands why. They have to find out why. Could be Magneto, but it could be somebody else. else. And we are introduced to a very important character. Car- Colonel uh, Stryker, played by... Uh, the first Annabelle Lecter. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember his, the, the actor's name. Uh, Brian, Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. He shows up. He showed up in a bunch of movies after. Like he's, he's good. And, I, and then you know what? No, I'm gonna go one step higher. He's great in this movie. He's yeah. a he's a great villain. Mm-hmm. And for a character that doesn't wear uh, spandex or have any superpower, he's just he's he's a Incredibly threatening. He's an asshole, too. Yeah. Senator Kelly, this is Colonel William Stryker. How do you do? His department has been dealing with the mutant phenomenon since before my time. As I recall, you were a staunch supporter of the Registration Act, Senator. But it seems your ideas on the mutant problem have changed recently. For the best, I hope. So, what are you proposing, Mr. Stryker? Uh, may I, Mr. President? 
We've managed to gather evidence of a mutant training facility in the Salem region of upstate New York. Where did you get this information? Interrogation of one of the mutant terrorists from the Liberty Island incident. Eric? Eric Lencher, you have access to him? Magneto, yes. We developed the technology that built his plastic prison. This facility is a school. Sure it is. The hell is that? A jet. What kind of jet? We don't know. But it comes up out of the basketball court. If we'd been allowed to do our jobs, Mr. President, before this incident... All right, listen. William, you enter, you detain, you question, but the last thing we need to see is the body of a mutant kid on the 6 o'clock news. He, well, he's, he's former military. He's, a, he's, he's Tactically, he's very sound. He's a strategist and an extraordinarily Machiavellian... Machiavellian strategist with a very 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 nasty end game in mind he 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 is he's this film's human magneto basically you know what it's the for, for the first time i and i think it's it, this comic book story and is inspired by uh, a, a story called uh, god loves man kills and it's the first time i realized something about this movie is that striker is like he has a son who's a mutant mm. and he basically uh, he sent him to Xavier to try and not make him a mutant somehow. Doesn't work like that though. Doesn't work like that. And he, instead he had him like sort of brain like like he had him lo lobotomized somehow. And he still has his powers. He still has his powers but he's sort of more docile. He, he can be man. It's a little murky. It's a bit murky but it's one thing I understood later on because when he starts talking to Xavier and tries to hypnotize the version that of that character that we see. Like, I think his name is, oh, forget the... Jason? Jason, Jason. Because I think he's uh, he's another mutant. Like, he's in the Elfire Club in the comics and he is a, he's, I think he's called Mastermind. Anyway, Jason, when he shows up That's in... That's a good name, though, Mastermind. <laughs> uh, it is. <laughs> when he shows up in Xavier's mind, he shows up as a little girl and... I realized this movie, like Striker, is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard these uh, stories about these these sort of. I wouldn't call them concentration camp, but sort of uh, pray to gay away type of. Um, well, like are they reprogramming like the First Nations people that were taken kids that were taken from their homes. No, 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 no. Literally, like people who send their kids for a camp so that they like young kids that that. Of uh, homosexual tendencies, they they're sent to these reprogrammation yeah. camp to pray the gay away. And th this character is transgender that I, I understood, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a parable for 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 like the, the, as much as you, uh, you could feel it and smell it in the first one. This is a lot stronger. Like the Jason character has been broken, and you sort of have to know that. To He's no, sexual though. I have no idea. I never no, but I, I that's that that's my interpretation because in his mind he's a little girl, mm. but physically he's an old forty-something man. But he's been lobotomized and is and like that, that 
character like it's really messed up mm-hmm. and that his dad had him lobotomized and because he couldn't I, I thought the little girl okay i never but again i, I don't I might, know you know I, it's an interpretation see uh, I, that of the artist i'm i'm, I'm seeing that's yeah. what I'm, I'm like i figured that's probably what it meant okay like, i thought the little girl was like a student at the school um, i know because she has the same like two colored eyes Hmm. It's really meant to be Jason's avatar in okay. in in uh, Xavier's mind. So that's Jason sees himself as a little girl. I think what maybe tripped me up was that well, Mystique's always showing her eyes whenever she sees somebody. So I sort of just saw it as that. It's like oh, it's, oh yeah, these yeah. mutants when they're pretending to be somebody else, they they're not very. The one thing they're not good at is like covering eyes. their eyes or something like that. P- so. Perhaps, perhaps, but but you I, you know the history more uh, than me. I, so. You know they, they, they it's so much different from the the comics. I mean they're they're. they're the singer is making his own version mm. and uh, knowing his background i'm like i i i wouldn't be surprised if it came like from him mm. like they, there's it's just bizarre enough and creepy enough it's and super creepy well it's super creepy and that's that's why it, it, like the cre- the creepy the creepiest part of the of um, sort of gender issues are related to the villains the people that don't that, that that like that that uh, have these pray to gay away that they're, they're the worst in, in this movie they're, they're like mm. and and also like striker is experimenting on people doing experiments and sort of that's that's pretty much more like ugh, it's it's creepy and that i think it's a commentary on those types of institution that try and reforge people's and it's basically torture uh, anyway i don't want to go too deep into that because uh, it's, no it's it's a great point i didn't i did not even uh is that because i i don't really know the jason character but i don't know I the jason character like i i saw the movie and i'm like oh this is what it means like i went That's to good. it and i tried to see the social uh commentary that's hmm. And I might be wrong, but that that's my interpretation. No, and you can watch it for just like, oh. I think it holds water. I think it holds water. Uh, no, it's interesting. I Next time I watch the movie, I might be seeing that a little bit. And that's, when, that's actually why I like the X-Men, because they, they, as much as I love like Avengers things, you, you're not going to, you're not going to get as deep within no. like the human condition as you can with the X-Men. The X-Men really allows you as a concept to dig deep in, human condition and i hope whenever marvels reboots them they 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 find uh, uh, something fresh to do with that concept yeah one hopes one hopes obviously i don't i don't i, I don't expect them to necessarily repeat the same thematic beats as the fox slash singer universe i mean i'm sure they want to start a new and try a different spin on the x-men which you know, it can be a good or a bad thing, but I, I, I'm glad we still have this universe because it does take, within the context of a comic book movie with a lot of action and special effects and costumes in this and that, it still tackles you know, quite serious issues and contextualizes them within a comic book universe. It's kind of like... An allegory. It's, again, it's the allegory. It, it's kind of like... And I think Byron Singer is a bit... A big. He's much more a big Star Trek fan. He's actually in, in Star Trek Nemesis as a cameo. Okay. And I think that's the, that, that's the attempt to do something like the old Star Trek TV show that they, they have these uh, metaphors for current day issues that are yeah. transplanted in 
23rd century. And this is modern issues that are transplanted in a super universe. And I think in it's great. Not too distant future. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. But um, yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. I'll, I'll keep that in mind what you're saying. I never saw it that way. I never saw it that way. I, I did not think of the whole... Uh, I forgot those things existed, the pray the gay away uh, things. But um, yeah, and well, uh, we have... Um, Ah, this is so disappointing. Uh, we never get a uh, what's her face, the character that Kelly Who plays. Oh, Death Strike. Death Strike. We never get a Death Strike um, fight, despite the fact that they're in the same room in one scene. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad they're not doing that because that's that's a cliche of the genre, like having what two chicks fight. fight it would have been the sexiest fight because Kelly, you, you know, she was. Speaking of uh, another franchise that she's in, she's actually a victim of Jason Voorhees in the Friday the Thirteenth Part. I'm gonna see. It's the one we're watching soon, or huh? Is it the one we're watching? No, actually, she's not in that one. It's the one, two movies after that one. It's uh, when he goes to Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. She's she she must have been like 20 when she made that movie because she's like. 10 years older she's in her early th- 30s and she was also uh, after that she was in the um the scorpion king um I saw that. yeah she, she's she's she, today she, it looks like she hasn't aged since 1989 <laughs> she looks great still today mm. uh, but in that movie uh, in x-men I, I i loved her she's so she doesn't say a word in the entire picture and to me she's the most memorable character i remember when i first saw that that film and there's the just before she starts fighting wolverine this is the first time you see that she has like claws it's been fingernails it's been hinted at and if you know the comics uh you kind of know what's going to happen and it probably wasn't trailer but i remember watching that and just as like she gets her claws out and i'm like holy shit and what does Wolverine say? <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, oh my God, he said what I said. He said what I said. Oh my God. Holy shit. I had such a blast. That fight is just fun. It's and really they good. slash each other. They poke each other. They stab, stab, stab. It just, it's nasty. Yeah, because she's just as, uh, I mean, she's obviously much more athletic than, than Logan, but but as far as the viciousness of the blows, they're just as, oh. each is just as vicious as the other. It's, she, uh, gives, uh, she gives as good as she gets, you know, and he gives as good as she, he gets. There's a wonderful, one of my favorite shots of, of the film is when you think he's got her, because he's, and so, you know, she's, you know, she's obviously a little bit surprised. Oh, shit. Because he doesn't know. snaps out of it and takes his hands and, crawls onto his shoulders and that's that is a fantastic shot because he doesn't know that she has like the same power he mm. just sees the claws he doesn't realize that no no no, she is just like you and i think she heals faster than he than he does maybe i didn't notice that but uh great introduction to that fight too with brian or william striker you know I, I don't know why. i thought you were one of a kind wolverine i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> Very good. She's dressed. Maybe the obviously the leather suit is you know very sexualized, but that power business suit that she wears oh, throughout yeah. the most of the movie, that is a good look for her. I, good, good look for her. Uh, you know, I was working at the movie theater when that movie came out, and uh, we were encouraged to dress up as X Men characters. I dress up as like sort of my version of Nightcrawler slash Beast. I painted my face blue like a moron. <laughs> It was embarrassing. Um, 
thankfully there are no pictures of that. But there was uh, one of the managers who just dressed up in a power suit and Camarera similar and like, you just wanted to wear that suit. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, I, Lady uh, Deathstrike cosplay. Yeah, she's, and her outfit is ridiculous in the comics. I mean, they're, they're, that's why I'm like, sometimes I don't mind that they stray away from the comics because she has like, she's basically wearing a kimono and she has weird hat and uh i think in i remember from the in the animated series she shows up and uh, they had to redraw the, the entire sequence because uh she the, the animation focused too much on her breasts like she had <laughs> like i remember reading that and i'm like oh okay whatever mm. see in in x2 well, to be fair, I didn't, I didn't know who Toad was. I was about to say in X2, we start getting into the movies where, like, even back then, even though I had read some X-Men comic books and even though I had watched the cartoon, uh, we were getting into characters that I didn't know. Like, I didn't, I had never heard of Lady Deathstrike before I saw X2 for the first time. But then again, I didn't know Toad before I saw X1. So, um, is there anybody else I didn't know? I didn't really know Pyro. Pyro, you know what the the the, the, the X Men, you know I know Magneto, I know uh, Apocalypse, I know uh, what's the one that uh, uh, yeah Omega Omega, and that's not Omega Supreme, Omega Weapon. Don't know what that is. Um, he shows up. He's he's more of a Wolverine villain. Um, that's about it. Like as much as I like comic books, I don't think they have that. The X Men have that. Oh, Mr. Sinister is also one of them. I don't think I know that. There's, they're, 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 I think Maybe I haven't read as many comics. As I, I, I know them, but so, like, I, you, you ask me what's Mr. Sinister's powers? He's, he's really bad. He's he's evil. He's very old. What's Apocalypse's powers? He's old, very powerful. Mm. Yeah, after a while, it's sort of like, you know, what does Jean Grey do? Well, she levitates and reads minds. <laughs> what does Professor X do? Levitates things and reads minds. Doesn't <laughs> levitate, just reads minds. Oh, it just reads minds. Okay. Controls his mind. Mm. Interesting trade-off. Do I want to read everybody's minds or never walk again? <laughs> eh. Like you know what? Like that's one thing I wanted to discuss is the Cerebro room. Because in the first movie, what I understood is that it enhances your powers. But really, yeah. Okay. You never got that because it. No. Because anybody's powers. No, but your. When you have psychic powers, it enhances your okay, powers. Okay, okay. But w- w- the way I always understood, it's still a mental power. It's not like when Xavier goes into that room, like he sits down, well, he sits down, he rolls down, and just it just like it's in his mind. Like mm-hmm. the walls don't start to dissolve, and you see three D projection. That's pretty much what it shows. Like, because Wolverine is in the room when Professor X uses his powers and everything goes 3D and I'm like... Doesn't uh, Wolverine see that? Yeah, he sees that. I thought you were saying the opposite. No, I I understood. In the first movie, I understood the other way around. But in this one, it's it's pretty much... Oh, and one thing that I... (laughs) I thought it was kind of stupid, but it, it made me chuckle. When they the the villains go into the uh, the X mansion and force their way inside, um, <laughs> uh, they they use some of some some sort of laser to to yeah, enter, yeah. but it's still the That's com- cool, yeah. the computer says, "Oh, welcome, Professor X. Who else uses that freaking room? Why do you need a, a computer to tell you welcome? Somebody programmed that." <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I thought it was silly. <laughs> well, you know, Professor X doesn't 
boast very much, but in little subtle ways, he, he's very proud of himself. So he says, you know what? I don't want to show off a little bit too much, but when I go into the cerebral room, I want my room to welcome me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that was uh, that's that's a great uh, sequence too when they attack the when William Stryker and his and his platoon attack the mansion and um, that's creepy. It's very creepy, very creepy. I do like that we get to see little cameos of. Uh, I mean, th- these these aren't important characters, but. Oh, you cameos see, uh, from other like mutant Jubilee, powers. Jubilee, you see, uh, you see Kitty, Kitty Pride. Pride. You see Colossus a little Colossus. bit. Big, uh, taller, stronger Brian Singer. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, shows up back up in X Men Three. I think he asked for too much money, and honestly, the best the best version of Colossus is in the, in Deadpool. the Deadpool movies. Yeah, because uh, in this one, it's just like yeah, meh. And and the de- and, and the Deadpool character and the Colossus character has much better character development in the Deadpool movies because he finally gets to cuss at the end of the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's growth of character. <laughs> of course, I uh, I do like those Deadpool. Not all not all the jokes land, and sometimes it's a little bit okay. You said six jokes in ten seconds, half of them are funny, but the half that are funny are pretty funny. <laughs> um, but back to X2 and back to the attack on the mansion. Uh, great sequence. Great scene, Great action. Tension. Nice little cameos. And you just, like, William Stryker has, like, all the... William Stryker is so well equipped that he can literally attach... Attach? Attack an entire mansion filled with super-powered beings and defeat them. <laughs> like, that, that's, how, that's how lethal, that's how dangerous this person is. You know, yeah. and it's a sequence that Singer redid a couple of years later in Days of Future Past, and at lesser effect, even though they Singer. blow up the mansion in that one. I don't remember Days of Future Past very is it Days of, No, it's Apocalypse. I miss... There's, is it Apocalypse? No, wait. No, it's an Apocalypse that he blows up the X-Mansion. Honestly, after X... No, no, that's not right. After first class, for me, I just like start paying attention to like the Wolverine movies, and I don't. I, I, I I'm aware that there are other X Men movies, yeah, yeah. but like what happens in Apocalypse could have happened in Days of Future Past, and I may have seen a clip of Dark Phoenix, and I'm thinking it's in a like that's how. Yeah, I saw Apocalypse once, and I've never seen to this day uh, Dark Phoenix. Neither have I. It's just yeah, so great attack. Um, before I uh, just before the or actually as on the at the same time the attack is happening it is when Charles discovers that there's going to be attack. Charles Xavier, have you come to rescue me? Sorry, Eric, not today. To what do I owe the pleasure? The assassination attempt on the president. What do you know about it? Nothing. Only what I read in the papers. You really shouldn't have to ask, Charles. What's happened to you? I've had frequent visits from William Stryker. You remember him, don't you? William Stryker? His son, Jason, was once a student of yours, wasn't he? Yes, years ago. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to help him. At least not in the way that his father wanted. And now you think that taking in the Wolverine will make up for your failure with Stryker's son? You haven't told him about his past, have you? I put him on the path. 
Logan's mind is still fragile. Is it? Or are you afraid of losing one of your precious X-Men, old friend? Eric, what have you done? I'm sorry, Charles. I couldn't help it. What have you told Stryker? Everything. The war has begun. Such a good, I love that little moment. I love character moments in big movies where Charles arrives at the plastic prison and he notices that Eric has been wounded and there's genuine, genuine worry. Like, Eric, what happened? Like, very quick moments. And then there's sort of the bitterness is, is back and the worry is and the tension is back. But two seconds, but genuine worry for someone that is clearly not a very nice person anymore. But... Yeah, interesting. And interesting. When you see that Stuart is using a concert for a second and sees that, oh, Eric, what have you done? And the camera slowly zooms into his face there. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Just uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And he gets gassed, and Cyclops has his 10 second fight. Yeah, poor just, Cyclops. Just to justify that my James Marsden is in shape. Is it a fight? Like, I think Lady Deathstrike handles him pretty uh, efficiently. He fights two or three uh, like goons, and she just gives him a kick, and he's down for the count. Mm -hmm. And then it's ex exit stage left for like the next hour and a half mm -hmm. for Cyclops, and he's back with like ten minutes left in the movie. Really <laughs> bizarre. And five minutes of those, he's uh, trying to kill the X Men. Yeah, trying to kill his girlfriend, and then great acting at no. No, you know when when she's gone, she's gone. No, <laughs> great. Uh, I love James Marsden. He's a good actor. He's a, he's a good actor left with uh, mediocre material. Yeah, good goggles though. I do like the Cyclops goggles. Yeah, much better than the 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 the, the bun version from the first one. He has like mm. huge. Mm. Yeah, no, it's cool stuff. So uh, so every everything's good, and uh, there's that great moment when when logan comes face to face with someone with, oh. with william striker that's an interesting little moment too uh the whole movie's filled with with great little moments uh, it's almost like he's almost it's almost biblical when he's separate by the ice one because mm. it's almost like god for him because mm. it's, it's the man that that, that created me that mm. that's the man that has the answers and he's like trying to sort mm. of touch the end of god and what a I know this isn't the the X Men Origins Wolverine episode, nor nor will there be one. But uh, just to, to slightly touch on that movie because that's the movie that develops the flashbacks we see in X Two. What a wet noodle version in the movie we eventually got of because you see the flashbacks, he, blood gushing all over the place. It's like pukey green Ugh. lighting. It's like I want to see that version of the X Men product, X Men project, but what weapon X? Weapon X. Weapon X. I want to see that the sanitized version we get. You know, 
I you know the the worst thing that happened to the uh, the Wolverine character because of the that mo that those movies is that they uh, they they were kind of forced to create a definitive origin for Wolverine, and to me, it just hurts the character. Terrible. There's just the flashback was perfect. You I didn't. I, I always forget that there's a trilogy of Wolverine movies because I just think of the one in Japan and the last one. I never think of the origin movie. For me, it's a duology. Yes, <laughs> and it should remain that because that movie is. Yeah, yeah there's, there's so many characters that are, that are introduced and just thrown away there's blob there's gambit is in there there's uh what's her silver fox is in there there's Black the IDs. first yeah uh, which i don't remember what his character's name there's deadpool in that movie um there's the first version of emma emma frost the white queen i don't remember that i don't remember that movie very much anyways cyclops is in there and patrick stewart via cgi shows up for a frame bizarre it is not a good movie. Ooh, shiny. Tell me something, Jimmy. Do you even know how to kill me? I'm gonna cut your goddamn head off. See if that works. <laughs> but, these but these flashback sticks, too, are fantastic. Oh, they're disgusting. <laughs> They're traumatizing, but at the end of the movie, and that's why making a origin movie for Wolverine makes no sense, because at the, at the at the end, he just doesn't care, and the audience doesn't really care either. I've never cared about where Wolverine, no, he's just there. Like, he, 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 went, he, he, came, he overcame his trauma, and he joined the X-Men by the new movie. Mm. Making a solo movie, I'm all for it, but you don't need the origin. Mm. And this is where the, the franchise started to third even the third one has some moments but by yeah it's not a horrible film there are some things i like about the third one but man is it, it it's it's definitely several notches below the first two it's really it's the batman like it's not as bad as batman and robin but it's maybe batman forever bad like it's yeah. it's it you can see that it, there's some a different there's a different guiding in and there's a like there's so many mutants that are introduced and thrown away psylocke shows up for half a frame and you have to know that it's psylocke I know who that is. that's the purple haired uh asian girl that gets vaporized at the end of the movie i don't remember that now it's um what's her name um the the from the, she uh mon olivia mon in apocalypse I don't remember that. She's dressed in purple and as a leotard. Oh, vaguely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that she shows up in in a, in, in X Men three for a frame, and she, I, I use like, for obvious reason I like that character when I was a teenager because I was a uh, teenager. Mm, okay. And they always draw her with sexy outfits, and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But now it's time. Now, now that. Professor X is kidnapped and they might be making a second Cerebro, an evil Cerebro. Yeah. It's time for the X-Men to unite. It's X2. For marketing purposes, it was X, X2, X-Men 2, X-Men United, which is a flaw title, but when you see the movie, it's just called X2. Mm. That's true. It doesn't... Because Brian Singer, I, I think, hated the title X-Men. Because after that, it's X-Men 
the last stand mm. and X-Men Wolverine or whatever. X-Men First Class, mm. X-Men Days of Future Past. Like X-Men, X-Men is really the yeah. title, uh, yeah. but for X-Men 2, it's just called X2. X2, yeah. I was only the second one. Oh. You're not going to call the second one X3? No, but you could have called it... What, X-Men it should, United? X-Men 2. Oh. Mutants United. Mutants United, yeah. That's true. I guess Mutants United would have made more sense. Magneto and Mystique and... Yeah, the Brotherhood has uh, lost a few members. Yeah, who is part of the Brotherhood in this one? Well, by the end, like, there's... Nobody. Magneto, Mystique, and John. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Nobody else. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Or they too expensive to bring back. Hmm. That's true. We don't... Uh, yeah, Sabretooth has a bizarre death in the first one. It's like, he's such a big guy. Is he really dead because he fell in a boat? Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. They were looking... They were... They weren't satisfied. They said, you know what? We like this Liv Schreiber person. Well, he's, he's a better actor. He's an actor. Mm. The other one is more like a stunt, a glorified mm. stuntman. Mm. But for the first X-Men movie, like you said, it, it's what you needed. Mm. But this movie has, you know, uh, Rebecca Roman is actually shows up a little bit more as an actress. She's... <laughs> well, no, but as she, an actress, as her... No, but even like as an actress, I, I think she... Today, she, 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 she legit, she's an actress. I she's, She started... She showed up for... An episode or two of Star Trek Discovery, and I genuinely liked her uh, on that. She is also in the first Punisher, modern Punisher, the one yeah. with uh, what's his face, uh, Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. She was actually good in that. Mm-hmm. I've seen her also. She did a uh, what's a Brian De Palma picture, Femme Fatale, where she's yeah, a bit of a wonky movie, but yeah, I, I, I like that movie that. actually. Yeah. I, I kind of like that movie. It's it's it, like you said, it's a wonky, but she's good in that. Mm. Yeah, she is. She she can play like schlubby, more normal pe- person, but she can play like the Femme Fatale. She's you know she's she's an actress that I actually generally like, and uh, you know she had. She started her family. She's not as active as she was 20 years ago, and she's what probably in her early 40s now. Uh, but she, you know, she well, early 40s. She was only in her 20s when she early 20s when she made the X Men movies. I, I don't know. I think but how old is she? Wow, I'd be. Well, she looks she, a little older than that. I mean, she does get that scene where she loses the guard. She doesn't look 20. Moment. Well, I'll, I'll tell. I'll ask Google how old she, she is. Maybe late. Forty-seven. So she was uh, late twenties. Twenty-seven when she made that late movie. Twenties. Still, I mean, 40, 47. Why? Well, th- well, thirty when she made the second one. Yeah. 30, yeah. She. I mean, she's good in that scene at the bar. Yeah. You want another beer? Of course you do. <laughs> or maybe like an all-out war, Mister Shaw. Oh, please. Are we really gonna fight? Turn that shit off, Lou. Yes, doctor. What on your mind? Mr. Lorio, I'm Grace. You want another beer? Of course you do. She's a. You know, I've I've liked her on Star Trek. I liked her on, on on all those movies. But yeah, she and I like her. You know what? I kind of like her more than Jennifer Lawrence. She's uh, as she, distinct. Yeah. As mis- uh, but she, th- you know, she, there's a confidence that 
the Jennifer Lawrence doesn't have, but also sort of a, she's more of a trickster. Mm. Like I feel like she she enjoys, she re- relishes mm. in her power, yeah. where the other version is angsty and and sort of eh, annoying. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I've never really, I never really fell for the Jennifer Lawrence version of Mystique. And they've expanded yeah. that character so much and uh, in, in, in the movie, the other movies, because of it, it's played by Jennifer Lawrence because it's a fluke that she, she got that part. And she, from what I read, she did not enjoy making those movies and she only agreed because she's friends with the guy who ended up directing the... Uh, the 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 dark phoenix she she did it as a favor and apparently she, okay. she spoiler for that movie she dies very early in the movie okay and i'm like nobody cares nobody cares <laughs> nobody saw that movie but quite shocking how how far off a cliff that franchise fell where like yeah. really nobody saw that last one that made no money <laughs> i didn't see it nobody did back to x2, x2 a good movie <laughs> a good movie um I, I, you know, I do, do like, like I said, the Bobby family sequence. Mm. And th- this is where, like, I'm like, oh, I, again, like the prayer gay, the gay away type of thing. Like, I, I'm getting it. They're strong mm. with. Oh, have you tried not being a mutant? Yes. I'm like, oh, you're not even hiding what you're, you're, you're sort of referencing. Mm, mm. And the brother who doesn't, can't. What an asshole. I, 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 yes, and I wish they'd brought that character back in the sequel because it, it feels like an incomplete um, storyline because it's his family and brother. And you obviously see in the picture, like the, the, the younger brother really like idolizes older brother and it feels like they should have... Mm. Like the 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 the, 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 the that, book n'est pas That moment when they leave and they get on the whatever the jet is called, the X jet, and Bobby turns around and he sees his family in the window. That's that's as much as we get. I, I, it's not very complete. But it's with the brother, especially. I, I think the parents are doofuses that honestly could eventually like they're they're just shocked because they are not. But the bro- like they don't try and get their son arrested. The brother is mm. the one that I feel like mm. maybe in the third one he shows up and he's he's like a militia anti mutant type of thing. But I know he doesn't. But that it, to me it's it's it's, it's a storyline that feels incomplete, and that's a problem with the third one. A lot of plot lines that are introduced in the first two movies don't really coerce in a satisfying way. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember much about the third one. Yeah, but well, that's a good thing because we're only talking about the second one. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Um, now we have the attack. Like, the the X jets shows up, and I like that. That it's a bus now. <laughs> yeah. All aboard. All aboard, and I'm like, how much? You know, I don't want to go into much into that, but it makes no sense. I, I I think I googled, and it's like three. Like it's a couple million dollars to own a plane like that. Imagine just like storing it, keeping it prepped, and the times that they use that plane. How many times do you need a not like a, a invisible jet, not like a radar invisible jet? How many times do you need that? Magneto is very busy in these movies, <laughs> especially like Magneto. I mean, he attacks like in the first one. He attacks New York. The second one. 
the world. Well, technically, it's Alkali Lake in northern Canada. And the third one, it's San Francisco, if, if I remember correctly. Isn't the climax on Alcatraz Island? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I do like the little moment where Pyro, you sort of get that, uh, it's more than a suggestion. It's pretty up, oh, he's going to be a bad guy when they're, the police arrive at oh. Bobby's house and, you know, Pyro's like, no, no, I, I know those, the, the, the evil mutants, they tell you I'm the worst one. And although he's, he continues to tag along with the good guys for a while for the remainder of the movie, that's the scene where that suggests that he's not like the other students. He's actually a bad person. Bobby, he's yeah. bad from the beginning because when he's first introduced, he tries to burn a kid that... The kid just wants his lighter, and he's being a dick mm. uh, to, to that kid. Mm. And you know, th that's one thing I, I, I have to say I enjoyed, like the cigarette, like the smoking indoors in 2000. Oh, right. I remember those days. Yeah. Now it's, it's science fiction now. It's, it's, it's a, what do they call that? A uh, time capsule. It's yeah. A, history. <laughs> the X2 is a historical artifact. <laughs> Even does Wolverine ever smoke? Does he smoke in the uh, Wolverine or movies? Or? In the Wolverine? I don't remember. I haven't seen that. X-Men 3. No, he does smoke. Because I know eventually like all Marvel characters stop smoking. Hmm. One of the editors is anti-smoking. And characters that... like There's an action, apparently an action figure of uh, Nick Fury. Like the old version of Nick Fury, the white one. And he's... Uh, always chomping on a cigar and okay. when they 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 were about to market an action figure and at the last minute they went oh you know what remove the cigar so he's like, like the figure is kind of deformed face because mm. he was meant to have a cigar so right. it's like sort of looking like two-faced right, right, right. yeah i keep forgetting that nick fury was not always sam jackson no <laughs> it's kind of difficult to you know Draw me Nick Fury. Draw Sam Jackson with an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'm used. To, um, I'm I'm more used. When you see Nick Fury, I picture the Jack Kirby Nick Fury, the the classic mm. depiction. Wasn't he like a World War II character? Or yeah, like that? when he took some medicine that made him almost immortal. Um, okay, interesting, interesting. And I never really knew that character very well. I knew Nick Fury wasn't like a new creation for the movies, but. I think maybe had I read some of the comics, I'd have that conflict. But for me, it's like, no, man. It's, it's Sam Jackson. You know who's <laughs> in the comic and fought in World War II? Wolverine. Because mm. Wolverine is in the X-Jet. They get attacked by, um, is it two or three planes? Storm oh. takes care of one. Gene takes care of no. There's a no. Storm takes care of the planes with her storm, but they launch a pair of missiles. Hey, that's like her name. <laughs> a tornado. Actually, you know what? In French, she's she's actually called Tornade. There you go. And for years, it's only when I think the first movie came out. But before that, in France, Wolverine was called Serval. Serval. Yes, because they don't have Wolverine. Mm. is a purely Canadian, like mm. North America. It's called Carcajou. Mm. Actually, the real term, French term for, for Wolverine is a Carcajou. But it's not as sexy as Serval, apparently. But Serval is like a little rodent in, in, in France that we don't have here. And it's only like, you know what? It's, it, it neither works. Just kind of like Batman. Don't call him Homme Chauve. So just call him Wolverine. Mm. Mm. But for some of them, like Tornade is still Cyclope. They call him Cyclop. 
but I don't know why the, the storm is tornado. Le professeur X. Professeur X. Uh, a lot of them, they like beast bite. They don't. C'est donc bien bête, ça. It, it's really, it's, it's kind of stupid, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, uh, so and Jean tries to uh, pop the missiles. She but pops she, one, but one, she, yeah. she's unable to pop the, the mm. so they get hit. Powers aren't quite there, though. Yeah, but you see that, like, her eyes glow red now. Yeah, the suggestion of things to come is, is, is the, the hints are being dropped at where, where her character's leading. Yeah, what she, her, she, yeah. her powers are mm. growing. Mm. Exactly, exactly. But uh, who should come to the rescue, but other than their enemy? Mag. Magneto. Hence, X-Men United. And we don't talk, we barely touch on, on Kurt Wagner, but... Kurt Wagner, yes, the archangel that walks through the shadow of the valley of the death, and uh, he's he's a fun character. It's funny, he's... He, he, that opening scene makes you think he's going to be a lot more important than he really ends up being in the movie. Yeah. I was noticing that, like, it's a good performance, I like Alan coming, coming in the role... I think the makeup, even though he might not look like he's no, a comic uh, yeah. version, I think the makeup's really good. The power's really cool. He does use it later in the movie to save some people. But he's sort of just along for the ride for the rest of the movie. He's he's not he's accessory to the plot. And, yeah. I, you know, I like Alan Cumming, but physically, if you're going to cast an actor that's supposed to be a circus acrobat that does all those flips and stuff... Don't cast a schlubby 30-something guy because he's not... That's why he's wearing that coat all yeah, the time. Yeah, he's, he's hiding his body because mm. he's, he's like, no, you're not, you're, you're not the... the, the he's I, tired. <laughs> you're not the ideal Nightcrawler at all. And uh, yeah, yeah, apparently him and Singer didn't get along. That's why he's not... Uh, that's part of the reason I think he's not back for future films and yeah, I, I don't think he enjoyed the makeup either uh <laughs> it's a heck of a process though yeah i remember seeing some sort of behind the scenes but i, I it's not i would have been fine if he showed up again but I, I don't miss him either uh from x-men 3 it's almost you know some mutants are almost too powerful it's like this guy could like solve any problem just by But in the comics, he has some limitation to his powers. He can't teleport to a place he hasn't been to. Which he does say in the movie. Although he says that, he says that but he does teleport yeah, like no away problem. from the plane to save Rogue when she's sucked out from the plane after it, it gets... Uh, but there's no wall, I guess. It's just air. It doesn't matter as much. Mm. Eh. It's, it's, you know, pet peep. We can... Yeah, well, when you start Net, nitpicking, when you start nitpicking X Men science, it's like, <laughs> I know the Magneto and, and Mystique show up. They mm. fix the plane, but apparently not enough because <laughs> later on they have tons of problem with that plane. Is yeah. it because of that mi missile strike, or because the teenager try and <laughs> fly the plane with poor results? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Or maybe they just they they forgot to bring the ex mechanic. It's, uh, <laughs> that's that's another character. Forgot to bring Jason Statham, the mechanic. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we this is where the, well this is where the unison happens between the brotherhood would be villains and yeah the brotherhood. Let's call them the brotherhood. That is their name, the brotherhood and the X Men. Where it's like there's a there's something bigger at play right now than our rivalry. William Stryker has built a. An evil version of Cerebro. 
by which uh, by which uh, we all gonna die. A doomsday machine. So they head off to. So they're just outside of New York, but they head. Well, how do how do they get to? Uh, it takes the X jet. Oh, despite all its problems. His name is Colonel William Stryker, and he invaded your mansion for one purpose. He wanted Cerebro. Or enough of it to build one of his own. But that doesn't make any sense. Stryker would need the professor to operate it. Which I think is the only reason my old friend is still alive. Oh, my God. Now, what are you all so afraid of? While Cerebro is working, Charles's mind is connected to every living person on the planet. If he were forced to concentrate hard enough on a particular group, let's say mutants, for example, he could kill us all. Wait a minute. How would Stryker even know where to find Cerebro in the first place? Because I told him. I helped Charles build it, remember? Mr. Stryker has powerful methods of persuasion, even against a mutant as strong as Charles. So who's the Stryker anyway? He's a military scientist. He spent his whole life trying to solve the mutant problem. If you want a more intimate perspective, why don't you ask Wolverine? I guess Magneto probably, like, with his powers, helped the plane fly, I guess. Mm, mm. I do like the little jabs at, uh, no, oh. no pun intended, but the little jabs at Wolverine where it's like, you know, Professor Charles gives you more credit than I do. You know? We love what you did with your hair. They're just dicks. Honestly, they're just like... <laughs> You're you're harassing a teenager. You're like this. The one you tried to kill in the first movie. <laughs> you're just an evil son of a gun. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, they're despicable. Very nice, but he knows. See, he's very smart. Uh, he knows who to prey on. He knows who's a potential recruit. Exactly. No, know. he's he's a great manipulator. He's a great politician. Well, God walking among men. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise and it gives him back his lighter yeah it's very nice yeah now he's uh don't beat yourself up you're better than that here's your lighter <laughs> my door's always open <laughs> oh. i like it i like it no it's very good it's uh, again you know i i i i i sang higher praises for ian mckellum in, in the first one because you know he's the villain of the first one whereas here he's sort of like sort of slip slip sliding between the the forces here but but ian mckellum is still like great you know across the board here it's very he, memorable he's even good in the future past is the one where he's back right yes yeah, he's he's good in that one too but um so now we go to I think northern alberta alkali lake is in northern alberta i want to say mm-hmm. looks like it's not too yeah. far from the rockies yeah but so. they sh- i think the second one they shot mostly in vancouver oh okay from, from what i remember i'm not entirely certain don't just don't 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 but I, I'm pretty sure they did because I think there's um, the 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 X mansion from X Men Two is actually the same mansion that they used for Lex Luthor's mansion in Smallville. I might be mistaken. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it is. Our, our, our characters finally get to the villain's lair, mm. and they they decide to infiltrate, but not like Wolverine tries to. Sacrifice, not sacrifice, but he wants to get to to, to go in because he knows Striker would let them in. He kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I love that little moment where they handcuff quote Wolverine, 
and they bring him in and William Stryker's not stupid. He's he's, like, yeah. he's, I, I would criminalize my work. That's not Wolverine. Kill him. Yeah, kill it. Yeah, kill, yeah. kill this thing. And and this is the moment where I know I, I agree it would have been cliche, but they're so powerful. Like this would have been the tête-à-tête between uh, Lady Deathstrike and Mystique. But I uh, look, we still get a great Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike. Uh, and I still so. like the, the or the way she Mystique ex- escapes, does those flips. She turns to a CGI cartoon for a for a fraction of a second. Mm. But at one point, she slides on the wall on the and she gives the finger. I'm like uh, flips the bird. That's right. Yes. Very, very good. And uh, who is it? They, they cut back to the plane. I think Wolverine says, she's good. You have no idea. Oh. <laughs> she is. She, she is. is. That's, uh, again, she stole the show in the first one. And there's so many characters of this one. It's, it's hard to say she steals the show again. Well, but, she, but when she gets her moment, it's like, that's why Mystique is awesome. She still shines. <laughs> she's, that's, I mean, that's why they... They brought her for the, the prequel because she's that memorable. If only they had brought her back the way she's the way I, I for me the mystique of the original series is isn't that what mystique should be <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, she does poison Charles in the first one. Yeah, and 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 those later on movies you're like she what what Mm-mm. I'm not convinced that's really. The same, you know, it's the same universe. But they decide to change everything anyway. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. It's not a franchise that. uh, It's worse than James Bond when it comes to that stuff. It doesn't like. It doesn't enhance the experience of thinking about continuity, or it just. It's it's just cat barf everywhere. Mm. There's a little pile there. There's a, pil- a little pile there, and there's a little pile there. Mm. It's the same cat that produced all of it, but it's different meals. It's yeah. so disgusting the way. I, <laughs> but it's true. It's 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 more or less the same material, but it, you can see like there's the Brian Singer, the uh, what's his face from the Rush Hour of movies, uh, the guy who made the Origins Wolverine, the other guy, the the other Wolverines, the the, the uh, X Men uh, First Class, the other Brian Singer movie, and the last couple of ones I don't remember. It's it's it's. Buddy, and it, honestly, the singer came back only to poop on X Men Three, and, and and that was very clear. For in his interview, he really does not care for like when I saw him in Montreal, he doesn't care for X Men Three. And part of the reason that he came back, it feels like to rewrite that movie. And if you remember, these are future past characters that are dead at the end of X Men Three are suddenly mm. back, mm. and I'm like, sure, whatever, I don't whatever. care. I really don't care. This franchise is a lot like the Terminator franchise for like, like for, for fans that love all the movies, more power you more power power to you. For me, Terminator is really just the first two movies. Yes. And X-Men is a little bit like, oh, again, you know, I do like the last two choose. Wolverines. Because uh, I think James Mangold is a, is a solid director. I, having seen some of the other things, he, he's a good storyteller. And I like his Wolverine movies. I like First Class and I like these first two. And in my sort of warped mind, it's like, oh, those those are the only X-Men movies I need. <laughs> X-1, X-2, First Class, and the last two Wolverines. I'm good, man. I don't need anything else. It's like, it's fine. Uh, Deadpool is like not really an X-Men movie. That's, Deadpool is its own it's thing. It's a parody of the X-Men yeah, movie. Like, 
Um, and he's not an X-Men. He's still a trainee. So it uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. Um, but yeah, so we get this big climax with this, this labyrinthine underground uh, layer of William Stryker. And, and uh, the, t- the, the clock is ticking because uh, the, the, the Jason is going to uh, kill us all. Yeah, convince Xavier to kill uh, all the mutants, and eventually Magneto, with his bucket helmet, is able <laughs> is able to well first get into the uh, the sphere and reprogram uh, Cerebro, and mistake convinces Jason to change the plan mm. and not kill all the mutants, but kill all the humans. How does it look from there, Charles? Still fighting the good fight. From here, it doesn't look like they're playing by your rules. Maybe it's time to play by theirs. This is just your favorite scene. And this is where I think, you know what they needed to do in this movie? And they did, I think, only in the Days of Future, uh, no, First Class, is introduce a human character that works, a non-mutant that works with the X-Men. You could have, like, like uh, what's her name, Moira McTaggart? Oh, right, 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 right. A character like that that works with the X-Men. And you could see, and that gives the X-Men motivation to sort of save her but save also the world mm. you needed a character that you know you see the presence of the United States going but mm. it, it, it's, it's a it's it's not a character it's just a, almost like a prop in that movie he's not essential mm. to, to the plot he doesn't have a personality per se he's just like I'm the president you did you I mean the, the, I think it, it's it's something that it the, the the world doesn't feel like it's being threatened it's underwhelming like it is but it's not shown to well, be they try to communicate that with the the evil cerebral visuals where you hear the screams and all mm. of that it's maybe not the most effective way of doing it but I, I that's their attempt that's the movie's so attempt at that's my, my my if I I, I had one complaint about that that climax is that I feels and it, it would have been great you see an office where like two three people uh, get, get get a big headache and people are, are panicked and are trying to help those people and you see that their powers are sort of fluctuating and but the, mm. the, these are regular people that have hid their powers and when it, the switch flips and it's the humans and you have mm. these these mutants that and it's sort of reveals exposes a lot mm. of mutants at the mm. same time this would have been a thread that they could have followed that's but. not a bad idea actually i do kind of like that i do kind of like that i i do too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame yeah you know, it's, it's it's a good movie but it could been could have been better yeah yeah well i mean we get to have William Stryker get the headache. That's all we need. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I sort of feel bad for him by the for end. Of okay, sure. The the movie. No, no, he gets stabbed by Wolverine, but he doesn't. Like, does he get like that's the one thing? Does he get stabbed in the the arm or I the think rib cage? No, I think it's uh, right in the armpit. There's a lot of like major arteries that are in there. I think that's why he stabs him in the armpit. Like he's gonna bleed to death. 
Well, it doesn't matter. He drowns a few minutes later anyway. Yeah, but no, 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 no. That it before, like Wolverine ties him to the helicopter and like Stryker bleeding, sort mm. of losing mm. his life, managed to free himself. Magneto shows up and, oh, no, no, no. We're, we're going to put you over here and almost puts him in like, uh, he's not crucified, but he's, mm. he's all, it's, it's, it's chained to a wall, chained to a wall but it, the way he is, it just, it's, kind of creepy and moribund mm. moribund um, it's just again he's sort of and then they get chain against his face and then after that like after he's been beaten cut open chained to a wall then he gets drawn thank you bye bye <laughs> It's less than he deserved. No. Jesus, like I, I, I'm not like I'm not praying, but I'm like, yeah, that's a, little, just kill him. Just, mm. Just, mm. Just, just, <laughs> and he's proven himself to be quite a nasty piece of work. Oh, though, he, so. he is, but I'm, 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 I'm not one that, I'm not a sadist. I don't enjoy torturing mm. people, and I'm not, uh, you know, torture people for the sake of torturing them. It's not something I, I believe. I mean, if you, you, if you want retribution, just kill them. Mm. Just don't, don't. Yeah, everybody gets a little piece of the action. Yeah. Like Matthew gets his revenge, Wolverine gets, gets his revenge, revenge, and the water gets re its revenge. Yeah. I did not know the water hated William Stryker, well, but clearly the water did hate William Stryker. <laughs> <The w> <laughs> And uh, so there's a little bit too much water. Looks like everybody's in trouble, but who's to the rescue? The Phoenix? Um, no, the first, the, the kids sort of f fly the plane closer where they mm. can get in That's true. and That's damage true. the plane yeah. in doing so. Dumbasses. Dumbasses. <laughs> and they get the people in the plane. The plane lifts off. And then, oh, no, actually, it doesn't lift off because it's broken because mm. of the kids. So Jean Grey has to lift, levitate the plane, mm. sort of jumpstart the plane, sort of <laughs> push the water. I like it when Scott talks to Professor Xavier, but Professor Xavier like, now kiss. Kiss a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Brian Singer didn't go for that, frankly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been too much. <laughs> I don't think... I wouldn't... I, they probably, I, I, you know what? Act the actors would probably have been game, and I wouldn't have mind. You could have done something really messed up with that. A little bit but of tongue in there. And... I don't think audiences would have. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just okay. That's too creepy. But yeah, so Xavier uh, gives us la Jean Grey's last word. Jean Grey sacrifices herself. You know what's funny is that uh they did a promotional picture photo shoot at the uh in the president's uh, debriefing room and all the x-men mm. are there even jean gray no oh. because <laughs> they wanted to hide the fact that she mm. died at the end of the movie mm. so they, sh they i you can see that picture with and she they kind of make a goof of it uh, there's a the, uh, sort of a blooper and she shows up late for, and she's like oh i had to park the x-jet and she makes a joke <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that is not a bad scene there at the end where they they show. <laughs> what is it they give the president? A, f a file about William Stryker, but what? Uh, uh, that um, he basically it's his evil plan to to, to sort of start uh, a, a race war. Mm. And it's like my okay. evil plan right. by right. W. Stryker. <laughs> okay.
Good morning, Mr. President. Please, don't be alarmed. We're not going to harm anyone. Who are you people? We're mutants. My name is Charles Xavier. Please sit down. I'd rather stand. Rogue. These files were taken from the private offices of William Stryker. How did you get this? Well, let's just say I know a little girl who can walk through walls. I've never seen this information. I know. Then you also know I don't respond well to threats. Mr. President, this is not a threat. This is an opportunity. There are forces in this world, both mutant and human alike, who believe that a war is coming. You will see from those files that some have already tried to start one. And there have been casualties. Losses on both sides. Mr. President, what you are about to tell the world is true. This is a moment. A moment to repeat the mistakes of the past or to work together for a better future. We're here to stay, Mr. President. The next move is yours. We'll be watching. Sure. Oh, yeah. one scene I didn't discuss that they, they during shooting or, or pre-production they change is the um, Mystique uh, and Wolverine tent scene. Mm, mm. That's a weird little scene. It's a weird scene. You know, it never pays off. It did initially. You know oh. what the what it was. I, no, okay. I kind of like that because it's just nasty. It's kind of creepy. Uh, eventually, like she 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 switches faces. Blah blah blah. Eventually, she 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 lands on Jean Grey. Woman grabs her and says, "Stay like that." And he bangs her. Really? Yeah. And I, the, like, there's the morning after, and Jean Grey sees Mystique leaving Wolverine's tent. Ooh, I don't know if that would have played very well. It's you know it's. Yeah, I would have to read the script, and it's probably like the conclusion is probably different, but it it's intriguing to me because he did stab her and leave her to die uh, in, in the previous picture. Now this but, turns her on. It goes to show you what kind of a woman Mystique is. This turns her on. Yeah, she, thanks she, for stabbing she, me. Uh, you stab me again now. You want to <laughs> put your your six inch uh, <laughs> your your single your, blade your, inside me? Your middle blade, <laughs> your blade of lust. <laughs> Yes, yeah, uh, it's. It, I do. I like the scene for what it tells us to a degree, I suppose, about Mystique and where her predilections lie. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I like that alternate version. I. I think. I think I the alternate version works for Mystique. I don't think the alternate version works for Logan. I would have to see how it plays. I. Because at the same time, I never really believed the, the the love story between Wolverine and Logan. But between Wolverine and uh, Logan, <laughs> Wolverine and and Jean Grey, I, it's to me it's not. Uh, yeah, the 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 key word in your sentence is the love. The love between Jean Grey and That's Logan. the thing. Like, a bo like bo Wolverine just wants to sh shag her. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, you would have shagged. And she's not uninterested in him, but I think her response at, at that nighttime scene is the perfect response for that character. Girls flirt with the bad boy. 
they marry the girl. Like, that's exactly the response a character yeah. like that would give. And that's why she's not uninterested in him because girls flirt with a bad boy. But they take... So her her her, her version makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it's... But at the same time, it's transcends... At the end, like, she, it shows that she makes the right choice by being with Cyclops because Bullring just... To him, it's just a niche. Although... I do like the little moment um, at the end when they're back at the at the the mansion and and Wolverine does say you know she did make a choice and it was you you know that's, yeah but Cyclops you know what Cyclops doesn't give a f because like Cyclops probably knew never doubted Gene yeah. uh, Gray in his life mm. he doesn't like that Wolverine's flirts with her but he mm. never doubted Gene yeah. Gray in his like he's like. I knew. Mm. F off. Yeah, maybe it doesn't lie. Like, I've known this woman for years. You knew her for like two weeks. Yeah. F off. She's not in love with you. She's in love with me. Yeah. I've known her since she was 17 or whatever. That's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe it doesn't land as much as I thought it did. I mean, it, that's all I got it mm. from his from Marsden's reaction. He's more like, he's not, it's not the, he's looking for comfort and sort of solidarity. And Wolverine is just, obsessed with his own sex appeal and goes ah, you know what she didn't choose me um i'm sexy but she loved you mm. what i think and i think maybe everybody in the audience knew that yeah it's not like spoilers she likes scott more than logan and then we get a closing monologue from oh gene you know I'm going to bring back Star Trek 2 because this is the end of Star Trek 2. Star Trek 2? Star Trek, the real Star Trek 2. Okay. Because it's at the end of the movie after Spock dies, sacrificing himself to save the Enterprise. He's the one that recites space. The oh, final front. I, I, I need to rewatch those movies. I haven't seen that in a while. Detour, detour, detour. Based on? Uh, actually, um, Nicholas Meyer, who directed 2, uh, wrote part of 4, Directed six, actually wrote, uh, uh, worked on Tomorrow Never Dies. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I, I like Star. I'm saying this as someone that likes Star Trek. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about you it. You know what? Uh, listeners, let us know if you want to find. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about every film, but two, 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 and three and four to some degree. Because it's it's sort of its own little trilogy, are are good solid eighties movie that um, you know I, I can probably find a few people that did work uh, on Bond and sort I'm sure of, we can find slightly more obvious detours. Uh, Star Trek Two, the ending of Star uh, X Men Two is the ending of Star Trek Two. Okay, because of Spock and Jean Grey both. This, okay, and they come back in the third one, but two, one comes at, back. To lesser effect than the other one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would definitely watch The Search for Spock before The Last Stand. Although I'm not the biggest Search for Spock fan, but it's a better movie than The Last Stand. It's a shorter movie, too. Mercifully. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then we get the little tease of, of, of the Phoenix uh, and the rousing John Ottman score to, to lead us out of the theater room. Great yeah, score. No, it's, it's a great a, theme. I was so hyped for, for a third X-Men. Yeah, so was I. And when Singer left the ship to go on Superman, and his Superman movie is not very good. <laughs> uh, that's when everybody said, we might not get the best 
third X-Men film, but we're going to get, at least we're going to get a great Superman movie. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're we're gonna close the uh, the X Men detour for uh, now. What price? Are we really gonna do more of these? Uh, I'd be game to not not right now, but eventually. I mean, we 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 we, we tried to get Emery uh, from the Interpret 007 mm. uh, podcast on the show, uh, but too busy. His too busy. family has responsibilities. <sighs> Always with the family, man. <laughs> but you know, I'm. I'm, I'm I mean, we did mention that the uh, the first class has a strong '60s James Bond vibe, and I think that would be a possibility uh, mm. to to bring Emery back to discuss that movie. Mm, could be fun. You know, he's the of of the three of us. He's the most indie fan yeah. of the X Men characters. I'm probably at the bottom. You're a little bit above me, and Emery sort of creeps. Oh, he's, both of us. he's miles above me. I mean, yeah. I've read a few comics. And not even a, a complete story. Like I've read single issues that I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what happens, and I don't care. Uh, and I watched some of the cartoons. Those issues that's like every second bubble is like, please see X Men 340. Something like please that. Please see X Men 999. And, uh, and I, buy them. <laughs> I know, you know, I I've seen, you know, I've never been uh, a fan of those characters, but the films, like as science fiction movies, I always kind of duck them. And uh, I wish that Brian Singer was not uh, the asshole. asshole that apparently he is. Um, but, you know, he might have, uh, he, you know, better movies have been made in the superhero genre. And I hope eventually whenever Marvel decides to relaunch the X-Men in the MCU, uh, we get something fresh and different. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have this version, these, this X1 and X2. There exists. They all they'll always be there. You can watch them anytime you want, yeah. and they are their, their their own thing, and they're very good for. But it. But I think yeah. they're due to you know what? I think that's part of why the, the as for uh, as many like after after uh, X Men First Class, I think they, the series started losing its freshness. It it's reashing, reashing, reashing. Yeah, re it's always the humans hate us. We have to combat the humans. And the only one again, we're saying this having not seen Dark Phoenix, but the only one to my knowledge. Of the ones that I've seen that does anything different is one of the shitty ones, which is Apocalypse, where you have this real bad guy mutant that wants to like to destroy everything. But even that's not super original. And also, he's yeah, you said it. He's he's another thing about Apocalypse is that he's indestructible, and and at the end of the movie, he's dead. How did they kill him? Beams. I remember nothing of that movie. I I don't I don't like I think they just. I think Jean Grey dubs like a big phoenix beam and kills him. Jean Grey's in that? Uh, teenage Jean Grey, the one from Game of Thrones. Okay, right, 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 right. Huh. <laughs> and I think... That, that movie did not leave an impression on me. I, I didn't... I'm starting to wonder, have I seen it? No, I've, se I've seen it, but... The, oh, have, have I seen it? I'm not... I'm, I'm doubting myself now. I've not seen Apocalypse. It's, a, it's it, you know, I... I guess it's, it's been shot in Montreal. I knew people who worked on the movie. Uh, and there, at one point, I know they were casting for sort of muscular, bald men. To, to, like, at the beginning of the... the, the, the at the beginning of the movie, they, they needed extras to... Like, there's a Egyptian sort of ceremony where you, they are tra like apocalypse is transferring mm -hmm. his mind yeah, I remember that I remember that and I've seen this movie yeah <laughs> that's the guy who plays uh, Poe Dameron that plays apocalypse 
Because I, when I, I mean think Oscar, you mean Oscar Isaac, the really good actor who's been in terrific movies. Yeah, but that's not. <laughs> and he's miscast in that role. Like I, I wish, like he looks like a Power Ranger villain. I mean, I, I tried to defend because like I wanted to see the movie and see. But when I saw the movie, like he's a good actor. But you know, when you're miscast, you're miscast. He's an extraordinary. I never understand. You know, Professor X. Of course, there's no makeup there. You know, the most you get out of uh, Magneto is a helmet. Um, but like Apocalypse, you need Oscar Isaac to play Apocalypse. You need Oscar Isaac to play Apocalypse. Just I'm get anybody, pay them nothing, and put makeup on them. <laughs> no, but you, uh, get somebody Bring back who's Tyler Maine. Yeah, some, somebody who's the decent. You know, get uh, what's his name, uh, Batista. Get the Rock. Rock is already too big. Well, like, no, but get a get a decent acting wrestler, like but Batista, uh, pre mm-hmm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy could have done the work. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac, like the guy who's like super fantastic and like these great dramas. Like you want him to? You, you're gonna slab him in makeup and what? <laughs> I don't understand. No, that's, that's not a very, very forgettable yeah. film. Close the show. Are you getting a? Psychic message. I'm getting the psychic message. Scheisser. Do we have people everywhere? We do. <laughs> you have a very impressive magneto. <laughs> www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, which is the Tumblr account. Um, we're on YouTube. Uh, search for the James Bond Complex. Subscribe. Tickle us with the thumbs up button. Um, before I vanish. Uh, did you know my name is uh, uh, Kurt Wagner Kurt Wagner but in the circus I was known as the, the incredible cre- nightcrawler incredible uh, night you crawler. mentioned it a couple of times have I yes uh, are you sure I think um, Professor X playing tricks on your, on your mind maybe where's Halle Berry <laughs> I'm lonely <laughs> she's on the set of Die Another Day where else are we yes anchor.fm we're hosted by Anchor we thank them for their, for their services uh, we're on Twitter at the Bain at the Bain Bain Complex. Bain Complex. Uh, Facebook at the James Bain Complex. Uh, Instagram at the James Bond Complex. <laughs> you think darkness is your violin? I was born in it, molded by it. You merely adopted the darkness. When we're done with this recording, you have my permission to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where else? Where YouTube? James Bond. No, I did that one. Why can? I, why do I not know where we are? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. iTunes, Apple's podcasting. Uh, search for the Gene Spawn. I uh, listened to one of our previous review. episodes. And uh, the those things with five five uh, crowns on them. Five stars and crown yeah, stars. Right, yeah. <laughs> Put the the shiny version of yellow. Five. In in the in Troop maximum. I'm on. Uh, the thing with the pictures at uh, Edgar Shepard <laughs> SOS. I'm also uh, the thing with the the, the, the photographies at uh, Matto Claire 007, Matt with two T's, 007, Matto Claire 007 with two T's, then yeah. 07 at the end because I'm super creative. Uh, now, Jane, now Bond's been absent for a couple weeks at this point, but he will be back. He'll he be, back. be back. And uh, so too with the James Bond complex. Maybe the X Men will be back. We hinted we might do a first class oh there's no we'll rush to to bring him back like, yeah I'm sure even the listeners are a little bit like could you guys talk about James Bond now yes <laughs> uh, so we'll be back James will be back uh, merci toujours un plaisir à la prochaine hasta la prochaine au revoir
Wait. Kurt, I need you to take me inside. Storm, who is this guy? Who are you? My name is Kurt Wagner. But in the Munich Circus... He's a teleporter. 